very welcome to this week's Formula One view with myself, Aidan Rafferty, and of course our uh, Formula One expert, Michael O'Grady. Hello, Michael. How are you? Are you well? Not too bad at all, Aidan. How's yourself going today? Not too bad. No, not too bad. Still alive and kicking anyway, which is which isn't a bad which isn't a bad complaint. So. That's very true. I hope the weather's nice with you now. The sun's just come out here. Um, overcast, but not too bad. That's the that's the Roscommon weather report for today. <laughs> well, I suppose we were we we had better chat about last week's Belgian Grand Prix. I don't know if you were watching, and I know a lot of people turned off because. Um, we were talking about Q two last week when we were we we were recording if if you remember because of course we were uh, we were chatting a little bit later than usual and um, as we know well anyone who watched it will know that Max Verstappen pumped in sensational laps in the wet wet conditions in uh, the Belgian Grand Prix in qualifying um, and 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 George Russell was in second place in the Williams uh, <laughs> unfortunately Max usurped him of first position but I think George was. Actually, happier than anybody else. Uh, second place, the Williams is absolutely fantastic, and it was a bit of a shock front row from that. You know, it was um, it was absolutely incredible. Um, he just seemed to master the conditions around Spa. To be quite honest with you, um, with him sort of building confidence, getting better and better and better as he went through the race. The only thing I suppose was really was really disappointing was it was Lando Norris because um he had a bit of a crash in in Q3 and he'd have been definitely on the front row to give grid because in every single session he was right there and he was fastest um so it would have been nice to see that another another young buck as they say getting in there you know but um as we know <laughs> Hamilton came third on that one couldn't actually get faster than George Russell now you know, it's like everything I've always said, and, and I'm sure a lot of drivers and a, a lot of people have said who are commentating that the rain is an absolute great car equaliser. I mean, it really, really pushes the driver more than the car. And I think if Lando Norris hadn't crashed in Q3, Hamilton would have been in fourth place. And that's kind of... Well, I, thought, I thought maybe crashing the car might have enhanced it, would it not, no? Oh, well, you never know. <laughs> Unfortunately, he had to start from 11th. But look, there you go. It could, it could have enhanced the qualifying all right. Because again, it was oh, it was just... Uh, there's always an excuse. There's always an excuse, Michael. Oh, yeah, you know, start from oh, 11th. There's always an excuse. <laughs> what, one thing I did find that was absolutely <laughs> lovely, actually, is uh, uh, George Russell. I mean, you know, as I said, his Q3 lap to get second place was absolutely sensational. And what I thought was lovely is a guy I have the greatest respect for. Jensen Button was so impressed by it, he contacted the Williams team boss to praise Russell and say how good the driver is. And I mean, that's a great thing to hear, really. It's nice to see guys coming together like that. But I mean, you know, Jensen Button is a gentleman, I'd have to say, yeah. over everybody else. He's, he's one of the best. But it is also showing slight favouritism, though, as well. Which uh, <laughs> well, well, he's a Williams, he's a Williams driver, and so is so is Button. So I mean, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. But you know how jealous these Formula One drivers can get, like you know. Oh, not our Jensen. Our Jensen's an absolute gentleman. I have to meet one he of the is, nicest of course, people. Yeah. yeah, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in Formula and, One, and a legend <laughs> driver as well, like. Uh, like a, like Schumacher and 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 some others, and I suppose really we, we couldn't leave out, uh, you know, we couldn't leave out Lewis Hamilton as well. He's uh, you know, after what he achieved over the last couple of years as well. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I mean, he's he wouldn't be a popular driver, but you can't 
you still can't say he, he he's one of the best drivers in the world. I mean, you have to say that. He's a damn good Formula One driver. So we can't run him down too much as to say, you know, his personality. Well, you can if you, have a good, if you have a good car, you can run him down, all right. Oh, well, that's what Max Verstappen is doing. Good going, job, really. uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I don't know if you watched the race on uh, on Sunday, and I'd say an awful lot of people turned off again because, um, well, well, we all know about Max Verstappen won, but my God, the rain came down in Belgium like, oh, it was biblical, I have to admit. Absolutely biblical amounts of rain. It was just so dangerous. I, I, I mean, Sergio Perez actually crashed on his way to the grid uh, the weather was so so bad, and and I mean he wasn't doing anything spectacular. He wasn't pushing the car too much, or or practicing the starts, which they tend to do sometimes, going around you know to slow right down, and then go on pumping up there and see how it goes. It wasn't like that. It was just absolute insanity. I mean, originally it was scheduled for three o'clock, and and then the start time came back for another thirty minutes after his crash, and the rain was just showing no signs of slowing down at all. And I mean, after twenty five minutes. Uh, the formation lap behind the safety car kind of followed after that uh, before the, the race director, uh, Michael Massey, threw a red flag down. And that was the end of that um, till 17 minutes past six. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had yeah. made coffee, had me dinner and came back and went, oh, it's starting, <laughs> you know, three hours and 20 minutes late, you know. But I mean, uh, they did everything they did to control uh, and get everything going, but you nearly think hand- with, with that in mind, then you'd nearly think it was in Ireland because yeah, uh, you, you know, some, some things uh, <laughs> in Ireland don't start in time either. Maybe Apolog- not by that much now, and maybe not that late, but still the same. <laughs> that's very true. And apologies in advance, but it's uh, it'd be a West of Ireland race for that sort of rain. <laughs> oh, well, you know. We but won't, we won't, we won't go, we won't, uh, we won't get into the finer intricacies of that. <laughs> and the points in the different corner, the different points of Wexford. But let, let's just say uh, Roscommon is the best place to be. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah, very diplomatic there. Very diplomatic indeed. <laughs> well, even as the race got going, it was only a handful of laps behind the safety car, believe it or not, before, again, the red flag uh, was put down. Everyone pulled into the pits. And um, that was the end of that. Basically, everybody ended up exactly where they were in qualifying. And uh, and that was that. And at 18, 18.45, what's that? So 6.45, quarter to seven, uh, it was finally announced that the race would not resume. Boo, we all missed that. But at least we got, we got a little few things out of the race, I suppose, to a certain extent. I mean... Uh, it had it generated some interesting little bits and pieces. I have to admit, as it was going along, uh, there weren't necessarily those that we'd like to have looked at. But you know, what can you do with the weather? Uh, I mean, the first thing is, is it was a marathon time-wise, but in terms of distance completed, it was actually the shortest Formula One race in history, which is absolutely incredible. I thought Austria was about 90 or 91. They did 14 laps. I thought that was never going to be beaten. But no, the shortest shortest race in Formula One history. It, it did give at least it was it did give at least half points because if it's under 75 percent of the race and over two laps and um, they only give half points, which is a bit of a pity because I'm sure 
Max Verstappen would have liked the full points to be on Hamilton's heels, but I mean he got he got a few points in there at least. So you know you can say you can say that's something I suppose. But it was yeah it was the sixth half points race in F one history really, which is is not an awful lot, you know. I mean Spain in seventy five was a memorable one because it was a massive accident there, um, and that had to be cut short. But um. Max Verstappen maybe was he wasn't unhappy anyhow because he's never previously finished in the top two in Spa and of course he won the race against a local crowd which was very nice uh, and Honda took the first place in, in Spa um, that was since Ayrton Senna and Gerhard Berger finished 1-2 I think in 1990 or 1991 um, it was the last time Honda um, had a first place there, so that was it was very interesting. Um, another quick one for everybody, if you're out there, uh, Dutchman born Max Verstappen. Um, he was born in Belgium. Well, of course, he he doesn't live there. He now has a chance to actually technically win two home Grand Prix in two weekends. That should be very interesting, shouldn't it? Sounds very good. For, sounds very good. All right. That sounds very good for him. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, <there> you go. <laughs> but that was that was that disaster of a race. Uh, before we go on to the next one, which of course is this weekend, just a couple of pieces of news I spotted that I thought was 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 very interesting. Uh, Monza's parabolica turn, a turn, which is a fantastic corner right before the main street, is going to be renamed. The uh, Curva Alboreto, um, after the late uh, Michelle Alboreto died, um, uh, he was uh, a great, he had three wins for Ferrari from 1984 to 1985. So they're going to name it in his honour, which I think is a is a very nice thing to do, I have to admit. I think it's, a, it's amazing. Um, such a good corner, as they say, and such a privilege, I suppose, to be named after that. Uh, which, there you go, it's a very nice thing to do. Uh, and it's marking, of course, 20 years uh, since his death. So, you know, very good. Thank you. Thank you, Italy. Thank you, Monza. That's it, and of course, look at in years to come. I'm sure they'll find a bend somewhere in Wexford that they can name after you as well. So, oh, you left out. Oh, there's several already. There's the Kamikaze Corner, and, uh, the Lift Off Corner. That that was an interesting day. <laughs> yeah, all right, you're, you're yeah. keeping the fire brigade busy, anyway. Yeah, well, I hear Egan Corner is going very well these days. Yeah, well, there you go. You know, we so. we won't say where that is, but we'll just tell people slow down. <laughs> well, this is a dangerous bend ahead. <laughs> well, now as we know, third uh, to the fifth of September, right on the back of the last one is the Formula One in Netherlands, the uh, Heineken Dutch Cup. Ooh, I like the sounds of that. Uh, practice one is on Friday, eleven thirty to twelve thirty. Two is on Friday. Three is on Saturday, and of course we're going to have qualifying from three to four on uh, Saturday. Three o'clock seems to be a uh, the start time these days, I remember when it used to be one o'clock, no matter where you were. And um, the race is on Sunday from three till five. Now, the Heineken Dutch Grand Prix, as, uh, uh, as you're thinking yourself, um, what sort of circuit is that? Uh, Sandavot. Uh, well, it's a great little circuit, to be quite honest, which has got some fantastic twists and turns. Uh, it's got, of course, that... Uh, final straight with a big 180 degree turn um, on turn one. That That's going to be great start. <laughs> We're all crossing our fingers again, hoping that Max Verstappen stays on the track and someone doesn't run into him <laughs> as had twice already. At least in the rain that didn't happen, but we won't go there. <laughs> uh, don't, mention, don't mention the war. Like. 
No, we won't mention the war. But turn three now should be very interesting again. It's another very sharp 180 degrees. And turn 11 and 12, that's one to watch out for. 90 degree followed by 180 degree right on top of each other. Oh, it's a great little corner. It's a great little corner to watch the cars going around if you can actually get there. But I mean, even on the... Even on a television screen, uh, it's absolutely fantastic to watch, I have to admit. Seeing the cars zip around that corner like no tomorrow. Oh, it's absolutely. Well, you'd love to be able to do it in your own car. Well, look, there you go. What can you do? There's <laughs> not <laughs> really at that venue. Where's the best vantage point if you're, if you're actually able to go to it? Oh, uh, the best spot. Oh, I think the first turn... Uh, or to maybe one of the slightly banked corners to go there, the final turn on the track, maybe. Uh, they're probably the two best places. The first turn's always great because, of course, the guys are hurtling down at breakneck speed. Um, and, and I can speak from that way, from Monza, hurtling down at breakneck speed to right slow down to get around the corner and gone. It, it, it gives you a great, you know, you get to see the car because it's not going too quickly. And, of course, at the same time, it gives you uh, the impact of the deacceleration and then that massive acceleration that comes after it. You've seen nothing like it. If you could be on one of those two corners, personally, I would say first corner or uh, uh, the very unusually named Tarzan corner. That's not how they pronounce it, but it's how I'm going to pronounce it today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I, I, I'm not Dutch. I can't say <laughs> Maybe, yeah, after, but, maybe after a few, uh, maybe after a few, uh, a, a few drinks or something like that, you know, a few, a few glasses of orange juice, you might be able to pronounce it then. Yeah, that's very true. Actually, the last corner, the banked corner, uh, would have been a great place to sit, but but I have to admit, it's it's been widened a bit. So I mean, yeah, it's great to allow cars run by side by side, which is it is a great spectacle, I suppose, to see the two of them trying to dog fight with each other, but. Yeah, at the same time, it's quite quick. It's very hard to see anything in, in, in corners like that. I, I always say to people, if you're going to pick a corner, pick a tight one at the end of a very long straight because it's far more exciting. You'll see guys, God, you'll see guys tapping off each other in those sort of corners. It's, it's absolutely amazing, really, how they hold on to corners like that. It really is something else, I have to admit. It's 72 laps. Um, we're hoping it won't be <laughs> raining. I don't mind. Uh, last race was a bit ridiculous, so we're hoping that won't happen. And it's the circuit length of uh, what I'm reading here. Yes, I do have to read some of the stats. Is um four point two five nine kilometers. That's 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 very accurate, isn't it? Or sorry, kilometers. It is in Europe, isn't it? So we have to call it yeah. kilometers, not kilometers, which is probably yeah. right. But look, there you go. <laughs> That's it. So uh, I suppose where so where whereabouts would they can it be can this race be won and lost and who does the suit who does the like what drivers do you think it'll suit better? No, it's Max Verstappen all the way. Hamilton will be second, but Max Verstappen all the way. I can't see anybody touching him on this track. He 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 again is on his second home and his second uh, home. Uh, group of people, home spectators he's going to be lifted by that alone although I don't think much really phases Max Verstappen I think he's just the same uh, behind the wheel as in any race, it makes no difference to him I, I'm not saying he doesn't like winning, of course he does but he's just so dogged and so focused um, like he's not one of these drivers that has to walk around with sort of uh, uh, mental coaches helping them along the way, he's just 
for he's like Kimmy Räikkönen behind the wheel, but when you actually talk to him, he's he's not so he's he's not as bad as Kimmy, which wouldn't be hard. <laughs> so, um, would this like if you were to rank the um, if you were to rank this uh, this track, where would it rank on your favorite on your favorite? I I'd say fifth or fifth or sixth actually because I I'd be very fond of Monza. I haven't been there a couple of times, and um, I love the Italian tracks anyway. And uh, I'd say Brazil. Although my second favorite would definitely be Canada. I I love the Canadian track. There's something about it. It's a it's a great track for the drivers to drive, and I'm pretty good at it on the PlayStation at this stage, so I can't complain really, can I? Well, you're getting you're getting plenty of practice, so. <laughs> getting plenty of practice just put me behind the wheel of a real car now and we'll see how we go <laughs> no problem listen thanks very much for uh, for doing Formula 1 for Formula 1 view for us this week and we look forward to looking uh, looking back at that Grand Prix again next week no problem Zayden talk to you then mate no, no problem thanks very much and that was Michael O'Grady our Formula 1 expert Good luck.